Good morning. Anybody there? Good morning. Sorry, it's having a slight difficulty. <laughs> it's Monday. Yes, it is. And <sighs> I don't know about where you are, but it's nice out here in southern Pennsylvania. It's sun shining and uh, temperature's about 38. Well, that has been the insane part of this winter. Like right now, it's what, 25 degrees, and like the last couple of weeks, it's been in the 50s during the day. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been insane here too. But I've been thankful for it because we've been in the move, moving houses and. So it's nice to carry boxes in 50-degree weather as opposed to 30-below weather. Yeah. Oh, I, I can imagine. How'd the move go? Um, we have two, one more trailer load and we're done. It's been a slow, steady progress. Mm-hmm. But the kids are adjusting and my house is half unpacked. Well, slow and steady wins the race. I told Andy today, the other day, I go, you know, I've, after I got out of the military, I moved in with him, and that was it. So I've never fully moved since I was a kid as a civilian. But mm-hmm. so we're not doing this again until we have money to pay someone to do it. I'm done. <laughs> it's a pain. Can't people believe people do this for fun? I can't believe that. <laughs> you know, people that flip houses and they'll go stay in a house for a year, flip it, change it, move out, buy a new one. It's all too much work. So what do you think? It's... I haven't added in the the effects, but what do you think of the new entrance song? So what's going on today? Uh, so it is February and it is Black History Month. And mm-hmm. so um, we through the radio our Optimize My Life and Hometown Heroes, we highlight and do a month-long shows highlighting the African-American culture. We talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, but really we dig deep into the unknowns, the individuals that had such a huge impact and the way we live our lives now, but they didn't get mm-hmm. the credit. So we're going to um, have some interviews from the Harriet Tubman Museum and talk about some unsung heroes there, the, um, a couple of different African-American history muse- natural history museums are going to come on throughout the month and talk about different individuals. And cool. What's really cool is that the president of the Hope Collection, 
that sponsors the radio show lives in Buffalo. And Buffalo, New York, which is not really talked about, has a lot of historical significance when it came to the end of slavery. And during slavery, it's a place that a lot of individuals had to go to register when you became free. Mm-hmm. And that is also the end of the Underground Railroad on the way to Canada. I mean, there's a lot of um, historical significance. We're also going to talk to a granddaughter whose grandfather was one of the original Tuskegee Airmen. Grandfather what? Um, his, her grandfather was one of the original Tuskegee Airmen. Ah, yeah, okay. The Red Tails. And with any luck, we get to talk to a couple of the original Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, that'd be awesome. If it doesn't happen this month, it'll happen closer to Memorial Day just because um, they've got a lot going on with Black History Month and mm-hmm. a lot going on with the anniversary of something to do with Tuskegee. I'm not 100%. But they've been on a tour all over the country. Mm-hmm. They have um, a miniature museum that they bring. They travel across the country educating kids. Wow. That's all. And then we will have um, a gentleman by the name of Van Taylor come on. He is a world-renowned musician, and he is going to highlight and talk about the significance of jazz and how people like Elvis became who they were because of the music coming out of that time period mm-hmm. and how it's a lot of things that we're going to highlight and talk about. Mm-hmm. And then on February 7th, 16th, um, we're going to highlight a special show because it is Random Act of Kindness Day. That's interesting. Still there? (laughs) Yeah, I have to move my offices and set up yet. And my house is smaller and my kids are louder because I don't have uh-huh. anything up on the walls yet. You know, and, <laughs> you know, they move into a house and there's nothing on the walls, sound echoes. And my kids think it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like, like an echo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they love the echoes. The only part that drives me nuts is my front door, my patio door are exactly one straight line. Mm-hmm. So they will run 
from door to door. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got that. Yep. That's okay. And I will feel wear off soon enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of research on a uh, Nike site up in Pittsburgh. So, speaking of which, since you're out in that area, did the groundhog see a shadow? He did. Uh, from what I understand, he did not. Okay, does that mean more winter or less winter? Supposed to mean less winter because <laughs> if he sees his shadow, then that supposedly scares him to stay in his hole a lot longer. But he did not see his shadow, so he should be coming out. <laughs> Instead of six weeks, I think it's four weeks. Well, we need to have a winter first. We really haven't had one. Well, Buffalo did, and parts of the East Coast and northern Minnesota did, but a lot of us didn't. And that was it. It was pretty late, so by the afternoon it was pretty much gone. Yeah, that's what it was here. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Tried to get my uh, snowblower to work, and uh, I got it running and cleared off the driveway, but down at the bottom was all ice, so it didn't didn't do anything to the ice. (laughs) But I haven't had, we haven't had any snow or enough snow accumulation to actually use it in the last several years. And when I didn't have it, then I had to double my my heart out just to open up the driveway. So what do you think? Um, I found the book and I lost the book and I'm going to send you experts, uh, experts from it. And it's a daily guide to bringing Jesus back into your life. It's a mix between random acts of kindness and learning how to talk to God again. And it's a book we use at our house. Set it down, and now I can't find it. <laughs> it grew feet. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah, my my stuff does that all the time. We call it the I'll black hole. I'll have it in my hand one house. minute. Huh? We call it the black hole. Yeah, yep. And it's even worse whenever you move. Yeah. I'm starting to freak out just a little bit. I've got a hard drive that has, like, all my programs for um, that I've created over the years for coaching and different things for trauma and hypnotherapy and all my stuff on it. It's encrypted, and it's, you know, but it's a portable hard drive that I always back everything up on to save computer space. And I can I lost it before the move, and I still haven't found it. I just oh. don't want to start all start all over again. Yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I got a couple of external hard drives myself, but uh, no, the hard drive that you use is that the. Uh, one terabyte? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got it. For, I've got a couple different ones. One is strictly for work. Yep. Just so that I can have all my programs, all my scripts, all my stuff on it. Mm-hmm. So that way, if my computer craps out, I don't lose everything. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Trying to back up all my written journal for posterity, I guess. Maybe I'll write a book one of these days. Everybody says I ought to write a book. You really should. What makes you say that? Me and James are working on putting a book together. Cool. And it's about, um, you know how in the military you're taught how to read body language and how to listen to what they're not saying to understand what a person's saying, to understand that they're full of shit or not, basically. Well, in our yeah. world, it was enemy or, fo- or, or friendly. We're going to put a book together in a civilian way and how to take all these different parts from facial expressions to tones of voice to body language and what's being said and how it's being said to be able to understand a person and be able to communicate effectively to get what you you need out of it. Especially when you're like customer service, things like that. Hmm. Taking a lot of thought. Mm -hmm. You're going to have facial expressions? What was that? Are you going to have facial expressions? Yeah, AI's great for that.
Yeah. AI just sort of, I don't know, scares me. It's AI is a great tool to use along with what you're doing. It's not meant to be done for you. So, like, um, that. have you been on Facebook either last night or this morning? I was just on it a little bit uh, just before I got on Blog Talk. I sent you a, a message with a, a picture and the highlight for the show. Mm-hmm. I created that picture with AI. The picture what? That picture is completely created by AI. Oh. I, ty- I type in, like, the summary of the show and what the show is about, and it creates an image for me. Instead of having to spend hours looking for images, cutting and pasting different pieces together to make one, mm-hmm. that's the great part of AI, is you put in what you want, and it'll create a special image just based on what you want. Hmm. Yeah, that part, I don't know what scares me. What what scares me is whenever it becomes self-aware, as in Terminator. (laughs) Yeah. We're a long way from that. I don't know. I don't know about that either. Because uh, it comes around a lot faster than what we anticipate. I mean, time is like a river. We can't touch the same water twice. Because once it's passed, it's already passed. It never comes around again. Well, you know, I guess if you look at it, you know, like China, they've made babies into dolls that are so lifelike it's creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. I've seen a few in, like, grocery stores where people are carrying them around, like, in car seats and stuff, but and feeding them like they're real adult babies and looking at them like real babies. Right. But why? Why Why would they do that? I don't, I don't understand that. Um, some people do it because they can't have any. They keep losing them, and it's mm. like a therapy to them. Uh, Others are just batshit crazy. It's like seeing teenagers walk around with pacifiers and bottles. Remember that a couple of years ago? Oh yeah. That yeah, kind of pacifier craze. <laughs> What'd you say? I never understood that part. Yeah, me neither. Heck, I didn't like a pacifier whenever I was little. My kids did till they're about six months old, and then they went bye bye. And by that, they got rid of them on their own. That's right. And before that, we called it a plug because it plugged them up. Mhm. They cry. You give them a plug. They're happy.
And when they're little yeah. like that, it does, it has a purpose. It helps strengthen their muscles and their mouth and their jaw and their, you know, so that they can drink and eat properly. But right. As a teenager, it deforms your mouth and your teeth. Not to mention they're disgusting and they're full of germs. Yes. Because you know Amen. they don't wash them off it. People are addicted to mediocrity. You believe that? I believe it. We, as a culture, and I say that as an American culture, have dumbed down society, dumbed down our education programs to meet them at their level instead of embracing and pushing and expanding. It's nuts. In our school system, so insane. I mean, we're literally dumbing everything down. Mm-hmm. Even military. Especially the military. Because you remember whenever you were in, I know whenever I was in, we were, we were trained as warriors. Uh, and warriors do not lower themselves to the standards of others. Right. You we excel. You step up to that plate. Hmm? You excel. You step step up to that plate, and you, you know, you you look at things, and your brain's just set there, and you're already figuring out five different ways to fix a problem before you even start finishing the, trying to fix it the first way. Yeah. And you always are, minds are always going to achieve and to do better and not settle. Yeah, there's only a handful in the world that has the courage to ask questions. Because everybody else thinks they have all the answers. They, you know, just whenever I think I have all the answers, they change all the questions. But we're not supposed to have all the answers. You know why? It causes us to be passionately curious and finding more answers. <laughs> right. It's like being a kid again. Yeah. Explore. You know, as a parent or an adult, the most obnoxious word you ever hear is why. <laughs> yeah. And I still say it. Just to irritate mm-hmm. people. Because I'm an irritant. You know, it's like I was having a talk with somebody. He's, he was a veteran. I don't remember who it was. But, you know, this whole thing. 
with this, you know, they made that big deal about transgenders being in the military and accepting them into the military. If that's what you want to do, fine, I don't care. But people with ADHD, ADD can't join the military unless they're off their meds for six months to a year. But now we're letting people that are we have to stay on hormone meds their whole entire life yeah. to function normally, so then they're considered deployable. So you're bringing in all these people in the military that can never deploy because you can't deploy with meds. No, because so, field so, is not going to have any, any of that, that's for sure. So now we're basically wasting millions and billions of dollars to train these people to sit and do what? Be death junkies like the airport? <laughs> but that's, we're just lowering all of our standards as a culture, as a nation. That's sad. Yeah. And we've been doing that for quite some time. You know, I truly believe the last great decade was the, the 80s into the early 90s. We've been kind of downhill since that. <laughs> you know, that was all about being you, being outside the box, being different. You know, they had shows that taught kids to be different. Hey, let's get off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to get my workspace downstairs set up in the basement. That's awesome. That's great. (laughs) At least it was G rated this time. Sometimes it's like other words slip out. But you know, I think that. Yes. So, you know, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. You know, I think back to, like, Punky Brewster, you know, and things like that. And the kids really don't have that now. They don't have any heroes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, whenever I was growing up, I had Batman, Superman. I had them all. And then I had uh, military. uh, Baseball players, you know. 
now what what are they what are they, what are they uh, going after? They're just going after the money. Some of them, right? These these guys that are getting uh, arrested for uh, spousal spousal abuse and uh, drugs and all this other stuff. The kids are calling them heroes. What? You know? So. Then they're not held to, you know, it used to be that these individuals were held to a higher standard. Yeah. And they're not anymore. Nope. <clears throat> and then this thing about uh, taking a taking a kneel whenever the national anthem is played or uh, the flags are displayed or something. <clears throat> I'll break your leg if I see you kneel. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, the just, har- that's just me. Uh, no, I completely agree with you. What's, for me, the heart-wrenching part is when you see these people that are in uniform. They're supposed to, you know, I, I look at it like firemen, policemen, military. When you're in that uniform, you don't represent your personal views. You represent whatever that uniform is. That's right. And you're a team, not an individual. So I don't care what your personal opinion is. And, you know, I like the fact that the NFL, you kneel for the flag, you're done. Yep, they didn't have that for a while. No, no, they went liberal for a while. Yeah, I'm glad they finally pulled their head out. I mean, when you see these people that, you know, are physically struggle to get up to stand for the flag, standing for the flag, there's no reason why the rest of y'all shouldn't. You know, one thing about um, my kids at school that I really appreciate is they break the flag down and they explain it in a way that gets kids to understand. It has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with the government, nothing to do with who's in office or all the laws of the land. It is literally for the soil you live on. It is the the ground and the original constitution and the bill of rights. It has nothing to do with anything else. Yep, like the saying goes, America, love it or leave it. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people I'd like to see leave. And that's why but I always make I make the joke about the flat earth people that believe the world's flat. And I always make the joke, I go, all right, so let's all get you all to the end so we can just shove you all off. <laughs> And if you hate it here so bad, why don't you just go? There are many other continents and countries you can live.
Yeah, they just like to complain. I'm not trying to complain. I'm just stating. Right. They are literally not happy until they have to make everybody else miserable. And you you see it a lot, like, on social media. These people that they literally, their whole joy in life is to be as controversial as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they think it's their job. Got to be rough. Well, hey, we're warriors. Not to have you know? anything better to do than to just sit and complain about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I call ourselves warriors. And uh, we don't always win, but we are always the ones that always fight. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. And that's where I like. You know, when stuff just starts getting to me, I start looking at my kids and watching my kids and how they're so able to brush off the bad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody's awake. We're always going to be children of two worlds, one physical and one spiritual. Right, and the challenge is is making sure we follow the spiritual aspect of it. Now, so many of us. Huh? I was gonna say, so many of us, when challenges hit, we tend to lose our faith or question yeah. our faith. And we're so easy to throw that out the window. Mm-hmm. But th- those are the times whenever we need to be spiritual pioneers and explore the aspects of the warrior spirit. We have to dare ourselves to dream. Right? Even Einstein talked about dreams and imagination. Yeah, that's that's another big thing. Children of today that have no imagination and they don't know how to dream. You know, the funny part about that is, like, you get hear so many parents sit there and complain. <laughs> And whine about how their kids can't solve basic problems. 
Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. all you hear is mom do this, mom help me, mom, 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 mom. The key to solving problems and have critical <coughs> thinking is through imagination. And when we hand our kids electronics, to, <coughs> they're not, and they just play mind-numbing games all day long. They're not learning how to play. You know, um, I ba- babysat a kid a few couple years ago. She literally ha- could not take a coloring book in crayons and color it without telling her what to color and how to color it. Because she never did any of that. She went straight, you know, She, her coloring was an app that you pushed a button uh, and clicked on that color and you colored in the screen based on the colors on this, uh, it was told you to color. And she never, you know, kids don't play with dolls and Barbies anymore. Mm. And all. Well, it's like the Any big myth. You know, one of the big myths. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, letting little boys play with dolls. You know, it used to be a little controversial, but now it's even worse because of this whole agenda. When you give a little boy a baby to play with, you're teaching them how to be calm and gentle and soft and how to deal with a real baby. No, little girls naturally have that built into them and how to be most little girls. There's some that just are rambunctious and Yep. But they need these toys to learn how to nurture nurture and how to be responsible and how to be gentle and soft and loving. Agreed. But there's a time and a place. I mean, little boys need to have a place to be little boys and be obnoxious and disgusting. That's the words out of my son. He was picking his nose one the other day. Obnoxious and disgusting. (laughs) That's good. Uh, he was picking his nose, and I yelled at him to knock it off. And he looked at me, and he goes, no, it's mine. And I said, I don't care. It's disgusting. And he looked at me, and he goes, I don't care. It's my nose. The boys are disgusting. <laughs> so I kind of lost that one. I yeah. up him, Don't do it in front of me. Go away. <laughs> if you're going to do it in front of me, get a Kleenex. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care. Just go away. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things. Oh, they and do. they do the darndest things. <laughs> Uh, 
way. <clears throat> but the sad part is, is that, you know, if you fit the traditional mold of what a little boy or a little girl is, there's something wrong with you now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my whole complaint on this is that there's so many parents, these are the millennial generation more than the older generations, but, you know, they're raising their kids gender neutral. So they're not mm-hmm. teaching what a boy is, what a girl is. So if you never teach what a boy's job is or a girl's job is or how a boy is or how a girl is, how does that child know how to be a boy or how to be a girl that they were born with? And to compare that to what they're supposed to, what they think they should be, if they don't even have a base fact. All right, to get a lot of their information off the street. There's a good place to go. Yeah, tell me about it. And I know I'm going to get a a lot of slack for this. I Mm -hmm. truly believe that a little bullying is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's okay to beat the crap out of, you know, 10 kids, beat up one kid. I'm saying, you know, when you get picked on for being different or uh, whatever, you learn to persevere. Amen to that. You know, we're teaching these kids that the world is paid for them and that they can get whatever they want. They can get whatever they want or they can do whatever they want? Yeah, all the above. I mean, you got kids right out of college without any experience expecting CEO jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot, right? You know, kids aren't showing up to work on time. I was at Walmart the other day, and they were the manager was complaining about how they had to literally text these kids to remind them to come to work. And they can't fire them because they don't have enough people wanting to work. And I'm like, we'd get fired on the spot for that when we were kids. Oh, you betcha. And I worked in an orchard. And then I start, my mind starts running and thinking about, you know, what what are the parents teaching their kids about being responsible? There's nothing. 
Well, some some parents try. My grandson has a has a great work ethic. I mean, he he's at work one time, and he does his work really good, and uh, he's gotten a couple of awards and everything. My uh, <clears throat> my granddaughter just wants to work one day a week. I go, what? You've got to be kidding me. But live with what you got. Just keep trying to be a positive influence. Right? A hundred percent. You know, and the sad part is, and I truly, you know, believe a lot of this has to do with the fact that, you know, during the 80s into the 90s is about the self-soothing culture. You know, you let... You know, it started earlier, but it didn't really take play until later on where, you know, you let the babies cry themselves to sleep. You basically ignored your child when they're little. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is you know, for the first two years of life is when <clears throat> that's when all these parts of your brain to fully develop. Or learn to start developing. So when you're not being picked up, when you're not, you know, played with, you're not being hugged and, you know, that emotional aspect of your brain never progresses and never grows. And it's called sensory deprivation. Yeah. And uh, I truly believe that's the part of the reason why we have so many unempathetic children I agree why? Yeah. a big part of why we have so many more you know kids just being violent and vicious compared to what we used to see I mean school shootings are an, a normal thing of now compared to what it used to be and Columbine was, you know, they want to blame it on video games or on music, but really, how many parents take the time to spend with their kids? Right. Well, it's like that latest one, and the parents are like, oh, well, he knows he can come talk to me. But did you really give him the time to come talk to you? Did you ever sit down with them? I mean, even the Columbine parent kids, you know, they went in the the kids' rooms, and the plans were sitting on their desk of what they were doing. Which yeah. you know, the whole if a parent would have went in their bedroom and cleaned their room or whatever, checked on their kids, it could, the whole event could have been prevented. 
but we're getting to that point where parents spend more time with their own needs and wants and putting the kids aside. Mm-hmm. From daycares to babysitters to just leaving them alone. Well, there's that story of a mom that moved from Mississippi to Dallas, Texas to become an influencer. Which made absolutely no sense to me. An influencer. To become a what? An influencer. She wanted to be one of those TikTok or YouTube, Instagram sensations that make money doing absolutely nothing but plastering your face all over social media all day long. And she ended up homeless. She went broke for help to get her somewhere to stay. But it's... It just blows my mind. Yep. <clears throat> it is crazy. Or the parents that turn around and use their kids to get fame and money by plastering them all over social media. Now, done respectfully is one thing. You know, like, I'll tell my story and have my kids, you know, will be videos of my kids. It's never purposeful for them to do live videos, but with them being different and special, I want parents to see how you can do things and how treating them like regular kids can show can get them out of their shells. You know, my son was nonverbal two years ago. Now he's verbal and now he don't shut up. But my social media is not filled with my kids. And although I'll post things like, you know, my son decided to cook. FYI, if he ever offers you anything, don't eat it. If you don't, if we don't have the ingredients, he will find something equivalent to that. Like, okay, he was trying to make blueberry muffins from scratch. I was out of blueberries. I was out of food coloring. So he went and got blue paint. Oh. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll clip a video of it and post it. You know, this is kids being kids and how to just smile and laugh at some of the stuff they do because otherwise you're going to spend your whole time micromanaging and complaining about everything you're doing and yelling at them to knock it off all the time. And I <laughs> I was there. I've yep. been there, done that. But that's where a lot of the faith comes back in and having God back in your life. It gives mm-hmm. you direction. And it helps you center yourself and be where you need to be in work and in family and how to be able to juggle everything.
que And well, that's where I truly believe we need to bring faith back into everything. Yeah. But faith without works is dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Faith is the steam engine. Works is the fuel that allows our faith to grow. <coughs> it is, and it gives you the, you know, it's one of many pieces of a puzzle, and that's where we need to take life and make faith the center of the puzzle. And really, not even the center of the puzzle. Faith should be the border of the puzzle. It holds everything together. Mm-hmm. Right. And your life and everything around you goes inside that puzzle pieces. Right. And we have to act, be like water. Because the river of life flows from the throne room of God. That's true. So. Ay, ay, ay. We're almost out of time for today. Yeah, just about. If anybody wants to talk to me or um, invite me to the church or anything. Uh, my church is, um, we are going to start doing um, you uh, live videos again and start airing it back on the radio. Oh, cool. I took a break from it because I'm the one that does it all. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to find uh, people to take up the slack or what? Um, it, it's a very small congregation right now. Uh-huh. Um, we're coming back from COVID and um, we didn't mm-hmm. have a pastor for a long period of time. And now we've got a phenomenal pastor. Um, you know, the coolest thing about the UCC church in Bedford was I brought my kids. And after the first service, instead of people complaining because they bounce around, you know, they have a hard time sitting still. And my son gets overwhelmed by all the stuff going on. And instead of asking, you know, telling me, well, the kids' room is over here. You can take them over there. She the pastor and a couple members of the congregation called me and asked me, what can we do to help you make it easier for them? Hmm. And I dropped my phone because I've never had anyone ever ask me that. Most churches look at, you know, kids with special gifts as a hindrance 
and you know, to be, kids are supposed to be kept quiet, and you know, nope, they're like, well, right. what can we do? <clears throat> nice. Yeah, and we're more pastors like that. Yeah, and we're hosting our first um, in-person group for first responders, veterans, and law enforcement overcoming trauma this Thursday. And cool. now, due due to overwhelming response in our area, we're going to create a new group for domestic abuse and civilians. And um, we're working on a way to add it online, too. We're like rebooting away, but we go more in-depth. Uh-huh. And That's then um, tonight, um, we're bringing back Bible study. Nice. Um, I'll send you the thing because I don't. Um, Eight thirty Eastern time. Mm. I got a couple emails from a couple people wanting me to start it back up again. So I'm hoping I can start it tonight. If not this week, it'll be next week. We'll start it back up. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Sounds like you got a full plate. I do. And once the move finish with the move and finish unpacking, my plate gets smaller until March. Till March. Till March. Let me do. The balls to the walls, boots on the ground, get ready for Memorial Day. <laughs> All right. So we are out of time for today. Join us back here at noon Eastern time for Hometown Heroes. Amen. And we'll see everybody back here to next week. It's early at 9 a.m. Eastern. On Mondays for Rebly with Ashley Theologian. Thank you for joining us. Have a good day. Have a good night. Bye for now. Have a great time. See ya. <laughs>